Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are here live on a recording with episode 17. Nick just gave me the worst countdown for starting, smacked his microphone, lost his headphones. I'm your host, Jermaine Colomendez, and this is my co-host, Nicholas Morahan. So for those of you that follow our page, we have a historic announcement that we are unbeaten in the gambling season so far. Our first model, our first bet from the room, NBA edition, the Pelicans under hit, under 225, Jermaine. It's a great day. It's a great start for the NBA season. Remember, follow us. We're going to give you pretty much daily uh, NBA picks. So the first one hit. But remember, Jermaine, as always. Fade us. Fade us. We're not going to stay this hot forever. But right now. We're going 162 and 0. 162, baby. And for those of you who do go to the page and see some other bets about like parlays and stuff, we don't count parlays. Parlays are just for the sycophants and degenerates. And it's like, hey, if you want to risk it all, if you want to lose the house, if you want the tax man calling, play this. Because we already lost the parlay. Pelicans let us down. They had yeah, the Pelicans did let us down. They had an eight-point lead going into the fourth quarter. I don't know what to tell you. They stopped playing Zion. They lost. It's that simple. However, Jermaine, you still do have your uh, Saturday or your Friday parlay, your part two parlay up. So check that out on the page. I believe it starts with the Grizz, right? Or the Suns? No, I believe it's the Suns. I'll have to double check. We'll go in and uh, – I'll, I'll look it up. You'll go in and look. All right. So I'm gonna. I'm also multi. We were we were both we were both wrong. It starts with the magic money line. So, oh, that's right. <laughs> Magic's play Magic play a bum squad. Don't they play the Nets? Yeah. Oh my God! Book it, ladies and gentlemen. Just bet that line by itself. Magic win in seventeen. Um, all right. So today's trivia is. When was the last time the NBA did not play an 82-game season? Bonus question. This is Nick's favorite. He likes a little bonus. Who were a little bonus pizza, a little Parmesan. <laughs> little two cheese pizza. Uh, who were the two NBA? Two cheese. It's <laughs> your new rap name. <laughs> who were the NBA champions that year? So I'll say it one more time because we got sidetracked. When was the last time the NBA did not play an 82-game season? Bonus, who were the NBA champions that year? So I, I, I don't like these trivia questions because I always think with recency bias. So I'm going to go 19, it's post-merger, 1962-1963. Was that post-merger? That wasn't post-merger. That was not post-merger. 1972-1973. Yeah. Uh, Dude, the NBA merger, that's still po- pre-merger. God bless it. 1980 to 1981. There you go. So the merger was 76, my guy. So That's what I just told you. <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter. Every guess you just had is wrong. Okay. Eh. All right. <laughs> that's, uh, that's real, real wrong. But I'll let you know the correct answer at the end of the podcast. We got a little, we got a little mathematics to clean up, Nick. Nick talks out of his ass. We had a, a snafu of mathematics on the last podcast. Yeah, so we both we both basically were we're trying to calculate how many NBA games they were playing, how how many games each team was playing. 
Yeah, so we right. took we took the twenty two teams. Yeah, and we multiplied them by the eight games they're playing before mm-hmm. the playoffs start. Yeah, right, and that got us to one seventy six. Well, you said one seventy two, and then I corrected you to one seventy six. Yes. Okay, let's re- let's rehash that. <laughs> <laughs> Barry Jermaine Day, and then we both forgot it takes two teams to hoop. It does. Yeah, I mean, if I played myself every time, I'm winning. So, mm. you know, it's Lakers versus Clippers, which I am watching right now. Uh, so then you it's have an, to- it's an even it's an even split when I play myself. So, <laughs> so you obviously had to split that one seventy six and a half, which brings us to eighty eight bubble games. That's a whole lot of bubble ball. That's a lot of bubble ball. Speaking of a whole bubble lot, ball. speaking bubble, of a bubble, whole ball. lot. All that paper just keeps getting handed out to defensive players. I love it. Defensive players should get paid more. Joey Bosa, take a bow, young man. Yeah, I mean, he. Uh, it, it just really comes to the thing that has been happening in the NFL, which is they're handing out contracts to players that have uh, one year left one one to two years left on their uh their entry level deals. So yeah. Joey Bosa Joey Bosa had one year left on his entry level deal. So they saw these uh holdouts and they got real sick of it and they started des- deciding to pay these star players uh before it got out of hand. That's right, yeah. So the Knicks have had themselves an off season. That's right, folks. We're talking about the New York Knickerbockers. They've made another great hire for their front office and management team by the name of Tom Thibodeau. RIP his Bulls tenure. That went up in flame with Derek, Rose, <laughs> Derek Rose's ACLs. Uh, uh, let's, let us let us have a moment of silence for Derek Rose. And, and we're back. And we're back. Tom Thibodeau, five-year deal to bring along the Knickerbockers. I think uh, we might see some prosperity coming to to Madison Square Garden here soon. Whoa, now, <laughs> hey, now, don't don't say it too loud. <laughs> can't 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 just be exclaiming that. We need proof first. Yeah, maybe they'll get Zion this year. <laughs> they'll get Zion this year. It was a joke because they all thought they were getting Zion. They thought oh, they were getting right. Zion and KD, and they did neither. I mean, that's just pretty classic New York Knicks. You want to bring us into the um, baseball news? So, Jermaine, if I were to tell you, if, if you look up power move in the dictionary, I believe this week you will see Patty Mahomes' face besides that definition. Because this young man, this 24-year-old young man, was drafted to play baseball, I believe. He was he drafted? I don't know. He was. Yes, he was. He was drafted. He was drafted to play baseball. He decided to play football, as many players have. Because he decided to play football, obviously now. He's he's done he's done pretty well, right? I mean, he's he's done all right in the NFL, would you say, Jermaine? Yeah, he's made he's made a little bit of noise. Nothing too nothing too excessive though. You know, it's he's he's about the equivalent of a 37th rounder to the Detroit Tigers in the NFL. I mean, he I mean, he uh 
he pigskins well. Sure. I'd um, say yeah. So, but this week, Jermaine, he's no he Alex became, Smith bum. I'm not going to start this. He became the part owner of the Kansas City Royals. Fun Mahomes family fact: His dad was actually a pitcher for the Royals for a long time. Really? He was. Yeah. I actually did not know that. Yeah. But he is now a part owner, a, min- a minority owner in the Kansas City Royals. So that is a power move. Getting re- Choosing baseball your sophomore year at Texas Tech, or choosing football your sophomore year at Texas Tech, winning a Super Bowl, winning an MVP, getting the highest contract in NFL history, and then using a little bit of that pizza, just using a little pizza money to get in, to get in on the Royals. And you know what, Jermaine? This man is doing what we say always to do, and what is that? Adding more streams of income. Make your assets cover your liabilities, folks. That's For all right. Those listening at home, do not live paycheck to paycheck. Multiple streams of income, diversify, not all your eggs in one baskets, and assets cover liabilities. That's right. This is now officially a finance podcast. Fuck sports. Moving on. How's that stock market treating you, Nick? That was your that was your finance minute from Nick and Jermaine. And I don't want to talk about my stock portfolio right now, so we're going to go switch it back to sports, Jermaine. <laughs> oh, his, his assets aren't doing well, folks. My assets uh, like to use the three the first three letters of asset right now. That's how they're looking. Maybe they should get you a compliance officer. They they probably should. Yeah, just like the uh, just like the MLB, which I I don't really know what this. So the MLB added a a compliance officer and and required uh, surgical masks, right? Right, and, and cloth masks. Uh, so essentially, the compliance officer is just going to make sure that nobody's breaking their the rules, and then instead of cloth masks, they're making they're requiring surgical masks. So essentially, the N95 that everyone hears so much about. Interesting because there's there there couldn't be anybody else in this country that needs those masks more than than our than our darling millionaires taking the diamond. Yeah, I mean it's the Marlins' fault. <laughs> I listen. I said it last podcast, and I'll continue to say it. Do we really need the Marlins? No, I think the MLB asks that every year at, at the winter meetings, but you know they still haven't found a way to get rid of them. Yeah. So. That's change number one, right? The MLB added a compliance officer and surgical masks for COVID guidelines. I don't really know what that's going to do. We'll talk a little bit later in the podcast about baseball continuing to kick themselves in their own ass. I think that this is just going to complicate more things. um, And I don't really see how how it's going to work. But anyway, so that's change number one, compliance officer and surgical masks to meet COVID guidelines. They also made a second change, Jermaine. Starting August 1st, they will be taking up the rule set by my men's baseball, my men's uh, league baseball team, or baseball league, I guess. And they will now switch to playing seven-inning doubleheaders for the games that they need to make up, a.k.a. the games that the Marlins, uh, the Marlins opponents, and now the Phillies, who tested positive will miss they will do seventh inning double headers whenever they play that team later in the schedule boo rob manfred you this is your first warning about the thunderstorm that's coming so just get ready we're booing your seventh inning double headers i i have quite enjoyed though jermaine i didn't think i was going to but i've quite enjoyed the uh the runner on second extra innings 
I have to agree. It's actually been a pleasant surprise. If it (laughs) sticks around, I don't know if I'll be upset. Well, we like it, so it won't stick around because it's Major League Baseball. (laughs) Yeah, Major League Baseball takes surveys of what their fans like, like, you know, uploading clips to YouTube and making them not, you know, blacked out. Oh, being able to pay enough for MLB TV and then watch it in the same area because you don't want to go to the ballpark. Uh, And then they took that survey and they go, uh, number one, nope. Number two, nope. Okay, how can we shaft the fans this year? So it'll probably be, uh, it'll probably be that. Yeah, Manfred licks balls is what MLB stands for. <laughs> with that being said, I was, was going to go with Manfred licks butts, but <laughs> no, it's balls, as in base balls. All right, <laughs> I don't want to talk about Rob Manfred because he makes my blood boil. He's going to go down as the worst commissioner of my lifetime. And that's saying something. Uh, that puts Roger Goodell in the running. That's unbelievable. Where did uh, all the good commissioners go? The NBA keeps taking them. <laughs> that's right. So the Premier League just said they will not allow fans to be. Well, just 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 to match. stay on that, just to stay on that for a moment, Jermaine, the commissioner, to say one more thing. Gary Bettman is thanking his lucky stars right now. You remember 10 years ago when we were just burying Gary Bettman as the worst commissioner in sports history? Yeah, baseball is not on a good run of commissioners. <laughs> no, and the NFL. Roger Goodell took the mantle from Gary Bettman, and Rob Manfred said, hold my beer. Wait, Gary Bettman was the NFL's commissioner? NHL. He still is the NHL's. Who? Yeah, he's actually done pretty well now. Who? Yeah. Who is uh who did Roger Goodell replace? I'm looking it Paul, up. Paul Tagliavoo? That can't be right, can it? I think that could be right. Anyways, uh go ahead and is talk it? about this the 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 football news and I'll look the, the 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 football to, to football. Yeah, so the Premier League we said last last podcast, the Premier League season is basically gonna start in less than fifty days now. But they announced that October first they're act they're gonna try for partial crowds in the Premier League. So I'm 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 pretty uh I'm pretty excited for that, Jermaine. Yeah, October first. They said no to the opening, which is September twelfth. But they did say that they're leaning towards partial crowds October first. So that's pretty that, awesome. That could be nice. One, uh, one, one U.S. asset will not be playing in front of these Premier League crowds, though, Jermaine. <laughs> Due to relegation, I love. Relegation. So I, think I love. College, I, I think it should be should adopted. It should be adopted in both the MLS and college football. I agree with you. Yeah, and you know what? And you know what? Actually, I think the system that would that would do the the best with it would be the major league would be major league baseball because they already because they already have a system set up sort of like soccer with yeah, they, have, they have the levels of a ball to pull that off so i definitely i definitely could see that and we uh, and we've talked about how the u.s soccer league can probably pull off uh can probably pull off a relegation system with the mls yes it could uh, you don't it's just a bunch of Rich people not wanting to take the L and move down a year. That's that's, that's what you right. have to get them to agree on. It's just like what if, I, you're comp- if you're a competitor, you should want that, right? Exactly. And what I was talking about, Jermaine, is Sebastian Soto, the uh, young U.S. striker. I think he's 20 years old, is headed to Norwich. Norwich was just recently relegated in the Premier League. So he'll be playing uh, quality championship minutes trying to get Norwich back in the uh, back in the Premier League. 
Dude, how great would it be if he scores like 20 in a season and gets them qualified again? It'd be great for 2026 U.S. Men's National Team World Cup, for sure. It'd be great for the Coro Mendes prediction, bro. As predicted by you, yeah, World Cup 2026. Um, I think it's great. I love the fact that he's come over to play English soccer. Uh, he doesn't have to learn a new language. And he scored four in the under-20 World Cup. So he'll be there until 2023. If he can get them qualified again, that'd be that'd be so great. Well, he also doesn't have to stay there until 2023. So if he proves that he's a goal scorer, oh, a goal scorer extraordinaire, he's probably going to get looked at by other Premier League clubs. Yeah, he could end up like Crystal Palace or something like that. Yeah. If he if he really dominates, I mean, then you're looking at top ten teams. That's right. So, Jermaine, I, I I have a segment for you that I that I want to start this week, and and may it may come up as we continue this podcast. I'm going to call this podcast the least shocking news of the week. Okay, <laughs> maybe even the month, maybe even the year. This this might go into the least shocking news of the uh, the uh, year. So. The special uh, Swiss prosecutor has launched a probe and criminal proceedings against the FIFA president, Infantino, Gianni, Gianni Infantino. I actually actually said that. Knowing my history for uh, pronunciation, that was actually pretty good. So, yeah, Swiss, Swiss special prosecutor. Uh, they're they're taking the FIFA boss up on uh, criminal proceeding, and I believe corruption charges, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, so sh- so let me say it first for you, shocker. Yeah. So they closed they closed the case into two complaints involving Infantino and the AG of Switzerland, Michael Laver. Um, and then. Michael, the AG, resigned last week. And it's because he buried the fact that he had a secret meeting. He had secret meetings with Infantino. Were there were there meetings about how much Man City oil money they took? <laughs> they were probably just spending it together at uh, what was the place that Lou Williams hit? The, ma- the Magic Room? Uh, probably beef. Yeah, so they did abuse of public office, breach of official secrecy, assisting offenders, and incitement to these acts. Wow, FIFA's dirty at their top levels. Jermaine, who could have predicted it? Yeah, I mean, that this, is, this comes on the heels of Sepp Blatter and Michael Platini <laughs> losing yeah, their jobs. FIFA has not had a run of good bosses. No, and we still buried Manfred. Yeah, well, I mean, because he deserves it. He does. He does. He's not doing a very good job. And I take all of them over Manfred. Yeah. I think they were to, I think those secret meetings were, were happened at the uh, Magic City Hot Wings. That's right. Lou Williams was, was the, uh, was the, what am I, what am I trying to say? The, uh, administrator. <laughs> he, He's the one who invited him there. <laughs> that's right. Yo, they got some dope wings in Orlando. No, dude, that's in Atlanta. What was Lou Williams doing at, in Atlanta? He he <laughs> spent Oh, he months. like left Orlando. Like so he like he, left left. 
he was excused from the NBA bubble and he went to the Atlanta strip club, Magic City. And that's why he was getting into a fight with Kendrick Perkins online. Oh, so he wasn't even coming back. No, he's he's coming back. He was part of his excused absence and he stopped to get wings. Oh, oh I he love stopped it. to get hot wings, bro. Yeah, at a strip club. Maybe some legs and thighs as well. Yeah, probably some breasts, definitely. Oh man, that's I think it's hysterical. Now I want to go to that strip club just because Lou Will got caught there in this. If you're that strip club manager, you can you have to say like like the best like even NBA players break quarantine for them. Or something something you, you gotta say like the best wings like outside of Orlando or something. Lou Will should be a, a lifetime guest there for free, dude. He has to. He's gotten them more press than than they have in years. Never, never even heard of this place before. No. We got an, We finally got Khabib returning to the octagon. It's set yeah. for October twenty fourth. The location isn't picked. He's going for twenty nine and zero, and it's a merger of the interna, interim lightweight belt and the current and the reigning undisputed champion. So Khabib and Justin Gaethje will be fighting each other. If he wins this, Dana has gone on the record saying he will let Khabib pick his opponent for 30-0 if it's his final fight, even if it's George St. Pierre. And So, so I, I have two questions for you, Jermaine. Okay. Or th- I guess three. He crushes Guthrie, right? Gaethje? Or Gaethje. He crushes him, right? So it's hard to bet against Khabib. Khabib will be the odds-on favorite. Um, Gaethje's a better wrestler than people think, but I just don't see it happening. Khabib is just a mauler, and if he gets his mitts around you, he's just going to control you for the whole five minutes, and and he's just going to dominate in that shape and fashion. It's so hard to beat a wrestler. He's also fighting. We also got to consider this, right? He's fighting with with the with the spirit of his father on his shoulder, right? That's right. hard to bet against yeah. an already dominant guy who's even more motivated and inspired. Yeah, his father's the one who said he wanted him to re- retire thirty and zero. So I would imagine hitting that mark now is the absolute goal. So I wouldn't bet a bet. I if they hit me with a a minus three hundred favorite with Khabib I wouldn't be shocked now I'm not disrespecting Gaethje either and I always say this it's one punch (laughs) you know one punch one mistake it's real quick lights out game over so so I I I was gonna ask you you already answered my second question which was does he actually does he take the 30-0 fight my third question is gonna be GSP is like what GSP by the time he has that 30th fight GSP is gonna be 44 years old there's no way GSP's taking that fight. I think GSP takes it. But the, he's the, he's not going to win. GSP's not going to win? He's, no. He, he's juicing right now. He's only 39. Oh, he's juicing. All right, yeah, so he'll be, 40, he'll be 41 then. 41? No, so his he just turned 39 this year in May. And, they'll, and Khabib already tweeted that he wants Gaethje in October and... Uh, GSP in April, so he'll go. he'll be 39 when they fight. It's just GSP retired so early because he was so dominant that everyone thinks he's old as hell. And it's also because, I mean, he fought for what 
12, 12 years, it feels like. I, I'm definitely wrong on that. I'd have yeah, a hot man. Oh, my God. Paul George just called clutch, bro. 101, 28 seconds left. Damn. LeBron's, so, LeBron's coming up the court, bro. Sorry. Oh, is, is LeBron going to – so let us let us know by your reaction if LeBron sinks it. So we had it. We, oh, we, we, oh we, let's go, LeBron. <laughs> LeBron's Flash City. He missed a shot, and the Clippers parted like the Red Sea, and they said, welcome, Moses. And LeBron got his own rebound and laid it up. I mean, they wanted him to win. It's a conspiracy. Everybody knows that. 12.8 seconds. The Clippers are shorthanded. Paul George hits another three. What do you think? What do you think? PG goes clutch? Live bet it. Live bet it. Pull it up, dude. Live bet it. PG three. There's no way I can get it in time. <laughs> dude, they called timeout. Oh, they did? Go in the commercial. Let's see here. Five, We're nine, doing nine. this live podcast. <laughs> live, live recorded podcast. Yeah, I think that GSB fight happens. Uh, just to wrap, wrap that up, I think I don't know who would win that fight. I would I would lean Khabib again, especially with GSP coming off a break. But GSP is still, you know, you don't not you don't stop being GSP. Yeah. <laughs> so, just a few quick hitters for NCAA. Notre Dame is joining the ACC for the whole season. And About making, time, you bums. And and they're making an 11-game season. They have not picked a start date or a championship date. They have three options, 12th, 19th, 26th of September, and 12th and 19th of December for the championship. Mm. The Southeastern Conference is doing a 10-game season. They do have a start date and a championship date. So I imagine ACC will adopt the same. Uh, September 26th for the start and December 19th for the finish. Here's the thing that I can tell you right now. If you are not betting the house, the kids, I, I, I don't know what else, the mortgage, the 401k on Clemson winning the national title, I don't want to know you and you're wrong. <laughs> Uh-oh. I, was, I, I heard it. I love it. Kawhi, Trap, LeBron playing defense, Paul George. No, he missed it. He missed it. Uh, I yeah. couldn't even find it anyway. <laughs> they, they didn't call foul. Darn. They All right. Yeah. Yeah. I like. Here's here's my thing. I think this is the year. I, I think of it, of any sports season, this is the year for a a sneaky team to kind of to kind of pop out, right? A, a sneaky team to pop out of the Big Ten and the SEC. If you're not picking Clemson. So here's either what's going to happen. Either the favorites in the Big Ten, Ohio State, and the favorite in the SEC, I believe it's Alabama, they're going to come out so bruised from this season, bruised and beat up, that they're going to face a Clemson team that's locked, stock, and ready to go. What are you talking about? Clemson has to play UNC this year. Oh, get off. Get off your high horse. They're going to run through them. First of all, first of all, we're three years away from Mac from discovering Mac Brown's fucking numerous recruiting violations. What did they have? They had the number two class in the nation or something. UNC. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was top five for sure. That's- There's no way they got that class without numerous scandals that will be coming at you in like like five years. I'm talking like TJ Yates, Hakeem Nick scandals, like creating classes that don't even exist. 
That's how <laughs> bummy they are. You just you just can't admit that they're better than UNC, dude. You that, just can't do it. That they're better than NC State. I know what you're trying to say, but they're not because they're not because they literally cheat to get their players. They're like the Houston Astros cheating to get their players. So, Jermaine, I I found today – actually, I found a friend of the podcast, Nevada Putnam, sent uh, me a link that I opened, and our favorite Big Ten university – Oh, is this Rutgers? Rutgers University. Would you like to know what Rutgers did in the age of COVID? Oh, no. So Rutgers had an on-campus party. This on-campus party was attended by various members of their athletic department. However, several football players, the report said, went. Uh, The entire Rutgers football team is now quarantined because they've had 15 cases of COVID stemming from this on-campus party. My question to you, Jermaine, is does it make a difference for their football team? Should no, we quarantine Rutgers the whole Big Ten season and they don't have to have the embarrassment of uh, going 0-11? Oh, man. As much as I want to say yes, there's always that inkling in college football. Rutgers can pull off the miraculous and they'll upset like Penn State, who's undefeated at the time. There's no way. You just you just named something that has plus 10,000 odds. Bet the house. Bet the, bet the house, bet the kill out. Now that's going to Clemson. Bet the dog. Bet the dog on Rutgers winning money line every game. I haven't put the car on anything yet. Put the car on Rutgers. That's, Rutgers. that's right. Rutgers plus one win. Some nerd news to finish off the breaking news before we move on to some NBA talk. Star Wars just announced their next three dates for their new trilogy. So it's all December again. It's going to be the 22nd. In 2023, it's going to be the 19th in 2025 and the 17th in 2027. Yawn. Oh, come on. Yawn. You're going to go see him, you big liar. I didn't even see the last Star Wars. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I thought it was good. I, I didn't see the last movie. Of course you did. You're, you're a sucker for revamped trilogies. Dude, the, ending, you, is- the ending was dope, dude. Darth Sidious shot lightning into the sky and took down the entire rebel fleet at the same time. That's worth the price of admission alone. <laughs> so what's all right? You for at first you had my attention. Now you have my goddamn curiosity. Jermaine. God <laughs> damn it! Sick. I don't want to watch this stupid movie. It was sick, bro. I thought it was sick. They fought on the on Ray and Kylo Ren fight on the remnants of the old Death Star, bro. Woo! I'm telling so you. Wait, bro. What, so wait, what? Where does that go then? If he drops the entire fleet, well, I, you you have to watch it, bro. Sorry, no spoilers. But that's the end. You said no spoilers, doc. I gotta watch the stupid Star Wars movie. <laughs> Got you. It was dope, dude. Look, my thing is Yawn. My thing is is like everyone. So my. If every movie is the greatest movie, then they're all mediocre, right? There's always going to be some that are better than others, right? If you're going in this movie expecting the cure for cancer or the second coming of Jesus Christ, you're going to be- Episode three was the best, and I won't hear any bones about it. Dude, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. 
I'm what I'm saying is it's still Star Wars. It's still a lot of fun. If you don't go in with this lambasted, weak cock mouth, mammy motherfucker, then you're just gonna enjoy Star Wars instead of being one of those fans who's just like, I'll have none of it. I'll have none of it. Luke Skywalker's not cool, anyways. So all these Luke Skywalker—I don't think Luke Skywalker is cool. I just think this is they Disney literally just revamped the original or the four, five, six to just make more money with the same story. Well, better graphics, and they were like, with part four, they were like, oh, cool, yeah, look at it. Felt like a sitcom the entire time. It was a sitcom of like, remember Han Solo? Here he is, but older. Yeah. And then Leia's flying back into the bridge after it explodes. Dog. Yeah, that was a bad look. That one was a bad look. Dog. I liked like, this. I liked episode eight, but that Leia scene ruined it. I was just like, what are you guys doing? Dog, She's, that's what I'm talking about. She, but that one scene cannot ruin the entire everything. All right. I, I will give you the benefit of the doubt and I will watch episode nine. Before I badmouth it completely, I'm just saying the first two movies felt like a reality show reunion. When they expected us to clap because we saw Han Solo and Chewbacca. I remember those guys. Oh, yay. Yeah, I mean, that's how all those nerds are. Our generation's predicated on nostalgia. I don't know why you're surprised. Oh, oh, Kylo Ren kills his father. I never saw this coming. Stupid Star Wars. I thought they were good. No, you didn't. You just said the the Leia scene ruined the second movie. No, no, no. The second movie was dope. The Leia scene was dumb as hell. Just fast forward that scene. You'll be all right. Nah, the whole movie was dumb as hell. Right. Are you kidding me when they hyper jump through through the ship? That was so cool. No. Yawn. Dude, you now you're just being a hater. That was cool. I don't care who you are, bro. I will I will give you the benefit of the doubt and I will watch episode nine. With a with an op with an open mind. Episode nine was will is hands down better than episode eight, for sure. Episode what eight about episode seven? Episode seven was a lot of fun, but it was the classic formula, which is what you were saying. Yeah. Epi- all, epi- all, all of them epi- are classic formulas. Episode eight was not. A There's no bad guy. Era. Does episode nine give me a bad guy at least? There was no bad guy. Yes, there is a bad guy in episode nine. Dude, blame Ryan Johnson. He ruined J.J. Abrams' direction. Yeah. J.J. Abrams is a fantastic enough, director, and everybody, enough, seems, and everybody seems to bury him. I don't know why. I, like I don't know. Him. He's fantastic. When do we get the Justice League cut, or it's out now on HBO Max? It's not out yet. It's coming out next year. Next? Oh, my God. Jeez, why is everyone so impatient? I'm so sick of my young next cohorts, year, bro. Your you younger see? cohorts, my younger cohorts, not younger. We're all young. You guys are just so annoying. Everyone got mad that they pushed Tenet back to September. <laughs> like, I don't even know what that is, dude. I'll send you the trailer. It's so sick. It's the new Christopher Nolan movie. But I, I digress- understand his movies anyway. But I digress. That's because you're not a smart feller. Uh, we're moving on to to the main topic for today, which is very brief in nature. Before we get to find them and cut them, everyone's favorite. So I've got a question for you, Nick. With the start of the NBA bubble, mm-hmm. Utah won today. Lakers mm-hmm. won today. 
Mm-hmm. Lakers won as expected. They played a shorthanded Clippers team and only went one by two. That's pretty. That's not that's pretty good. standard Lakers, though. Yeah, they start, they start off the season pretty bummy. It is. It is a start. Everyone looked rusty, but it was a lot of fun. Anyways, who has more pressure this season to win a championship? So I'll give you. A I'll, couple, I, I'll give you a okay. few of the teams. <laughs> I was like, I get all the teams. Well, the Warriors have no pressure. So it's all the teams in the bubble. They're in the bubble. Right. And obviously, okay. like Wizards, Nets, you can disregard. Like the Phoenix Suns, you can disregard. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like the contenders. All right. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah so yeah. so we're talking like Milwaukee Bucks, Los Angeles Clippers, mm-hmm. Philadelphia 76ers, Boston Celtics, Los Angeles Lakers, Miami Heat, Toronto Raptors, Denver Nuggets. Who do you got? Who who do you think oh. has the most pressure? So I thought about this the other day. And it's funny that you asked me this question. You said the Los Angeles Clippers are going to go to the NBA Finals. And I laughed it off. But then because I laughed it off, it was this little brain worm and it got in my head. And you said Clippers and Raptors. I think the Clippers and the Raptors are going to be the most, to use a quote from Vegas, playing with house money teams. In the playoffs, they don't care. They don't need to win. Like Kawhi doesn't need to win. He's already proven that he's a champion. The Clippers don't need to win. They're all they're even if they win, they're going to be the, still the redheaded stepchild of Los Angeles. One hundred percent, dude. The, the Raptors don't. The Raptors could go another forty years. They don't need to win a championship. So I could definitely see the Rap. I I I would say that the two opposite teams kind of have to win. Milwaukee. It's kind of the expectations are like, all right, ter- all right, like King James, like people, like like we've talked about before on this podcast. Recency bias is a thing. People like to think, oh, I mean, LeBron wasn't in the finals last year, so like, <laughs> well, it's so so like it, the East is open now, right? Since LeBron left, the East is open. So Milwaukee is now that team in the East, right? They have all the pieces, quote unquote. I, I really think people are like, well. I mean, Milwaukee, definitely. Like, they, they're going to go to the finals, right? That's pressure in and of itself. I think, the Lakers, I think the Lakers in the West, and I would even say the Nuggets in the West, because the Nuggets have a very good team, and it's kind of like, when is this, when, when's the bomb going to explode on the Nuggets? I, yeah. I don't think they're as good as they are. I would say I would say probably you, you would you could put a little bit of pressure on the Houston Rockets as well just because it's 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 ticking it's a ticking time bomb until Russell Russell Westbrook explodes another great core. So I don't man, know man. You're going to put it on Russell Westbrook like that though? Yeah. James Get Harden was the one who forced to trade out Oklahoma City in the first place. Okay, well James Harden's going to blow it up then. I don't know. It's a ticking time bomb in Houston. Yeah, I agree because they've chosen to go a small ball route. And if this small ball route does not perform in the playoffs and they get absolutely bamboozled, that's going to be a bad look for the head coach who who pushed the GM. And it's going to look bad for the two stars. And then they have a reckoning with the amount of salary they have on their books next season. So I agree with that. Second team, so if I was – so if I'm raking them, 
I think I, 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 let, let, let me just say my last one. I said a one in the East. I'll say, well, I, I said one in the West too. I'll say a second one in the West for not a lot of pressure. I don't think OKC has a lot of pressure. No, they are. No one expected them <laughs> to make the playoffs. Dude. No, and they're just kind of like. I, I kind of feel like they're like that. They're that girl that just kind of like that girl or guy that like it. Like bad stuff can happen to them. And they'll be like, whatever. It's still sunny out today. Or like if it's raining, they're like, that's good. We needed some rain. Like, <laughs> like you can't ever Make get all the negatives. Good. You yeah. Can't ever get the. You can't ever get them down. So I'll say I'll say Clippers and Thunder in the West. Toronto in the East are playing with zero pressure on them. I say the Lakers. The Bucks, the, the Lakers, the Rockets, and the Nuggets in the West, and the Bucks in the East are are probably playing with the most pressure. Okay, so I'm going to rank who I think has the most pressure on them. We'll, Send it, King. We'll start from the bottom, right? So I think the Boston Celtics have a ton of pressure on them. Ooh, that's a good one too that I just kind of passed over. And a lot of people don't realize it, but it's they have so many good young wings. And not many, very many bigs, and they're playing the same way that the Houston Rockets are. They're playing small ball, yeah. And then, they, and then they have to make huge contract decisions, right? They have Kemba Walker, Gordon Hayward, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, uh, Aaron Baines, or he might have, he might be gone already. Ennis Cantor. They have a ton of decisions to make, so, so I feel like there's quite a bit of pressure on the Celtics to perform and do well. Next, it's the Philadelphia 76ers. Oh, yeah. The Philadelphia 76ers let Jimmy Butler walk, and they yeah. gave Tobias Harris max contract money. <laughs> and now that offense is an absolute slog. They cannot move the ball. They don't have enough spacing. Joel Embiid is playing behind the three-point line. He gets tired, doesn't even cross half court some plays. Ben Simmons <laughs> shoot a jump shot. Brett Brown looks out of his depth he looks like he's drowning gourd out of his gourd he's drowning in three foot deep water and this philadelphia sexers team is going to have a reckoning in the offseason if they underperform next i have the houston rockets for obviously the same reasons i just put on about the uh, Boston Celtics, small ball, D'Antoni, Daryl Morey, the contracts on that team, they're paying such a high luxury tax for a team that's not get, delivering anything. Next, I think it's the Milwaukee Bucks, right? And I wrestled with this quite a bit. I wasn't sure if it's the Bucks or Lakers who was going to be first, right? So this, this, is your, this is your highest pressure. Highest pressure, right? So this is, sorry, from least to the bottom. So I, it was Boston, Philadelphia, Houston, Milwaukee. And the reason why Milwaukee is so is in a pressure cooker if they do not do make it to the finals at least this year is Giannis is not signed a contract extension. Uh-oh. And a lot of the rumors is that if Giannis doesn't sign a contract extension and he tells them I'm not going to sign He's going to force his way out and a, lot out of, and, play. and a lot of rumors is that the Golden State Warriors are positioning themselves to trade. Oh, for yeah. First of all, I just want to see the, the chaos that would come from that trade. So I am for sure all about that. I'm also not about it. <laughs> so very, I'm also very, all about it and not about it. Very torn. But if we could see that happen, that'd be terrific. And then 
And then ultimately, right, the penultimate is the Milwaukee Bucks, and ultimately it's the Los Angeles Lakers, and it's multifold, right? LeBron James is still terrific. He's still, you know, if not the best, second best player in the league. But, you know, he does keep getting older, and it's like how many more years is he going to play, and how long is the window for this Lakers team going to stay open, right? That's the other thing I question because there's a lot of talent returning next year, like teams that are returning back to prominence, right? The Brooklyn Nets, KD, Kyrie, right? Along with that core that they have, the Golden State Warriors that we just mentioned, Steph, Clay, Draymond, Andrew Wiggins, and they might have the number one pick in this year's draft. Washington. Oh, God. That's why Giannis is not a potential, dude. Washington Wizards, right? So the Washington Wizards are getting John Wall back, and they've developed a lot of young talent. So that'll be an interesting thing to see. And then obviously the Pelicans won't be hurt with Zion, and the Portland Trailblazers won't be hurt all year. So Damian Lillard won't have to be, you know, putting up a ridiculous streak in January just to keep them in the eighth seed. So that's why I argue that the Lakers window is super small. You couple that with the death of Kobe, right? Mm-hmm. And and the reeling of that Los Angeles community, right? Even if the Clippers win, I don't think it heals that community the same way if the Lakers win a championship. So I feel like the most pressure is on the Lakers. With that being said, it's the Lakers title to lose. If yeah, the Lakers, I mean, if the Lakers that, don't that win, also works both ways, done. yeah. I will be stunned if the Lakers don't win. So I do think they have the most pressure, but LeBron's been there. You know, they added J.R. Smith and Deion Waiters, you know, which as much as I, I make fun of that, they're going to blow it up and one of them is going to show up high. One of them is going to show up drunk and they're going to cost them the game. Uh, they're still talented ball players who were great additions for a playoff run. So that's my order. That's my thought process, and I was just curious what you what you were thinking, and I agree with what you were saying with Denver. It's the same thing. They've got a lot of young players coming up that they're going to have to pay that aren't delivering the way they're supposed to. So, a lot of young crazy players talking about uh, coronavirus is a uh, is a population control method. Shout out <laughs> Michael Porter Michael Jr. Porter Jr. Baby, <laughs> and they oh, got some bro. guy that was created in a lab called Bobo, dude. Hitting step back threes, dribbling up the court. God, dude, I just hope he starts playing more. That's all I want to see. Does it, I think he gets really tired fast? But yeah, that's that's uh yeah that's you 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 definitely hit some teams that I that I didn't even think about. But so that's 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 why it's a uh, room three hundred three and not Nick's podcast versus Jermaine's podcast. <laughs> the the ultimate the ultimate like point of this conversation this exercise is whatever is there's so many teams with so much pressure on them right now and there's so many teams with so little pressure and there's so many teams returning to prominence next year that the nba is in line for another nuts off season yeah i mean you and i you and i talked about it i mean it's it's bonkers it's there's gonna be if some teams lose early in this playoffs, there's going to be some reckoning, and it's going to be very interesting to see. With that being said, let's move on to find them and cut them, and then wrap up the pod. So, this th- this is the storm that I talked about coming. 
for Rob Manfred and playing for baseball or and and coming for baseball. So the Astros Dodgers series was everything that we wanted. It was right? glorious. It's, it's, it's it's everything it's it's everything that happened. Uh Carlos Correa, Alex Bregman and Jose Altuve went 0 and 22 in the series. No uh, way. 0 and 22 in the series. Uh basically the the Dodgers shut him down as as they should. I mean it's it's it was motivation basically from the Dodgers that that you you're not going to hit me. So what happened in the incident of last night last night's game two nights ago. Two nights ago. Two nights ago, correct, Tuesday. Two nights ago Joe Kelly <laughs> who's a who's a reliever by oh, the way who correction, has a sir. correction sir. The legend. Yes, Joe the legend Kelly who has who has a a uh, notoriety, I guess, around the league as not really being able to control his pitches very much. There's an infamous off-season video of him trying to learn a changeup and throwing through a window of his house. Uh, he threw at Alex Bregman's he- head um, and then later in the game struck out Carlos Correa on, I mean, oh, a bellissimo slider. I mean, it was glorious. Correa didn't know what he was doing. And as Joe Kelly walked off the mound, he just gave a, a great performance. And I believe he said, uh, nice swing, bitch, to Correct. Carlos Correa. And Correct. then he made a he made a mopey face. Uh, oh, you didn't hit it. Oh. And then continue and like d- continued to walk as he got off the mound and then got in the dugout. And then the bench is cleared. The bench is cleared, and Joe Kelly went into the dugout. Like he didn't come and get in Correa's face. Clayton Kershaw came out and got in Correa's face and was and was talking to him. So it comes out today or yesterday that the MLB suspends Joe Kelly for eight games. Of a sixty game season? Eight games of a sixty game season, which roughly translate to twenty-two games in a sixty-two game season, Jermaine. Uh, in a hundred and sixty-two game season, Jesus, and, and 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 I ask you, wait here. I'll, I'll so keep that in mind. Sixty, sixty game season, eight games. It's like getting suspended for twenty-two in the regular season, right? Let me let 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 me go through some of baseball's longest suspensions, right? The longest ban for using a corked bat has been 10 games, Jermaine. This is in 162-game <laughs> season, right? It's 12 games less. The longest ban for manipulating a baseball, a.k.a. a, a pitcher using pine tar, a, a, a pitcher you know, using um, a Vaseline, a pitcher using sandpaper, 10 games. Um. The longest steroid suspension. Are you ready for this, Jermaine? Oh, this is the longest steroid suspension has been Alex Rodriguez, who got suspended 162 games. I'm going to read off some other suspensions, Jermaine, aside from lifetime bans, right? Uh, Frank Francisco in 2004 threw a folding chair into the crowd, hit a woman in the face causing a gash that required stitches. 16 games. 
He threw a chair, a folding threw, chair. Threw a folding chair because he got in an argument in the bullpen. And hit a lady. Hit a lady, stitches, 16 games. What Kenny Rogers. Kenny Rogers, 2005. 20-game suspension because he shoved a pair of cameramen by making a joke about the singer that shared his, his, his name. 20 games reduced to 13. John Rocker. In 1999, gave an interview to Sports Illustrated, made homophobic and ethnically insensitive comments in a Sports Illustrated article, right? Probably a pretty bad look for baseball, right, Jermaine? Four games. Uh, 28 games reduced to 14. Jesus. Lenny Randall, annoyed about losing his starting spot in 1976, he punched his manager in the face. (laughs) <laughs> broke broke his manager's cheekbone in three places and sent him to the hospital for the week. 30 games. Pete Rose bumped an umpire in 1988 when he was a manager. 30 games. So if you're if you're looking at this from the MLB baseball standpoint, Joe Kelly talking smack and a pl- and a pitcher with known control issues throwing at Alex Bregman is worse than throwing a chair into the stands and hitting a lady, shoving a pair of innocent cameramen, and making homophobic and ethnically insensitive comments. And just eight games less than punching your manager in the face and breaking his cheekbone and bumping an umpire in a physical confrontation. Dang, man. Yes. This is insane. And baseball continues to not get out of their own way and kick themselves in the ass. This is th- th- this is the ultimate thing, like I was talking about earlier. They don't put their clips on YouTube. They black out games. They make it so that fans can't can't enjoy the game, right? And now, when you have a perfect dude. Right, I, I have always been in support. We even had this conversation this last week. I've always been in support if there was something bigger at play, why why the Astros didn't get suspended, why no players on the Astros got suspended. Because I think it's an MLB thing, and there were a bunch of other players cheating. But if you're going to say that talking smack and having control issues against the Astros, what what are we talking about? then just let them win the World Series right now. Like, if you can't throw near the Astros, then just yell out fastball and let them win the World Series. That's crazy. Here's, here's the things that I know. I think that base, that everyone in baseball cheated, all 30 teams. I know that the Astros were caught, and they won a, and they were caught cheating, and they won a World Series, which makes them cheaters. I think all of MLB are cheaters, but that's it, it's built into the game. The Astros cheated and got caught and won a World Series. You can't deny the fact that they are cheaters. So now you're basically saying, since I suspended none of those guys for cheating, but if a guy talks smack, we're going to suspend him for 22 games, making it the third longest suspension in MLB history not related to, P- to performance-enhancing drugs. That's just a bad look all around, man. Like I like I th- this is Jermaine. This is a spa- this is a sport that I've played since I was eighteen months old, and I just I I I kind of want to go work in the commissioner's office just so I can be like, 
so I can bring some of this nice Navy sensibility to MLB baseball <laughs> and, and just be like, what, what, what the, what the fuck are we talking about guys? We're suspending a dude for talking smack when that's exact. You should be putting your chips behind Joe Kelly. He should be the bad, bad the bad boy of baseball. You want you, you should, want that you want that. you want you want to build up this. I mean, you should you should be building up this Dodgers Astros rivalry to a fever pitch with the hopes that the two best teams in baseball. Yes, the Dodgers and the Astros are the two best teams in Major League Baseball yeah, right now. With the hopes, yeah. with the hopes that they make it to the World Series, and then you can just. You can, I can just see it right now. MLB.com productions, just cutting clips together of charging the mound, throwing at players. Like this is bad. This has been bad blood that's been brewing all year. In a bad year, in a sprint to the year, we're we're having the two best teams play in the World Series, and they hate each other. Over under five fights in the World Series if they play. Why? Why are we? Why are you not playing this up, MLB? Why are you suspending Joe Kelly? Like get in there, be like, yeah, we love it. We love to see competition. We love to see that fiery spirit, especially from pitchers. Well, and it was and it was a disgusting slider too. So with that, that's being probably said, what Correa was angry about is that he got struck out on such a bellissimo slider. With that being said, Rob Rob Banfred, MLB, you've been fined, and you've been cut. Not for the first time, and certainly not for the last time. <laughs> no, they keep, they can't get out of their own way. So, but t- just to brighten the mood back up after Nick's uh, bearing of MLB, which was terrific, by the way. Uh, Sh- Shane Bieber in his first two starts this season, twenty-seven Ks. That's the most ev- most to start a season in their first two starts ever. So, someone may have put a little Shane Bieber AL Cy Young prop on five dimes. That was weird. I hope it was you, because if not, I'm going to be pretty upset. Oh, it was somebody else. <laughs> no, I did. Uh, let's see. I'll, I'll log in real quick, and I'll tell you what I got him at. Shane All Bieber right. to win the AL Cy Young, and I got I'm, him at. I'm going to do the trivia while you're looking. And I got him at plus 1,100. Oh, man. Thanks for the invite. You know if it's over 1,000, I'll ride. Yeah. I mean, I only put. No, I didn't put that much money on him at all. One hundred dollars. <laughs> I should have. No, I only put fifty on him. Is it still eleven hundred? I mean, it was eleven hundred when I got it. Is it still eleven hundred? Oh, that's what you're asking. We'll read the trivia. I'll find out for you. All right. So I asked you when was the last time the NBA did not play an eighty-two game season with a bonus question of who were the NBA champions that year. Nick wrongly mistaken. <laughs> wrongly mistaken. That misstated that the NBA merger was in the 60s and then the early 70s and, and then chose the 80s and was hey wrong man, all three times. Hey man, hey man, don't take content away from next week's Nick Talks out of his ass. And he was wrong all three times. We already buried you for that. <laughs> it was the 2011-2012 season in which a lockout occurred. Oh, yes. 66 games were played that season. It started late December. And it was uh, – do you know who the champions were, though? In that year, it was the Miami Heat. Because it, right. it, it was Lebanon Dames, his 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Versus Oklahoma City Thunder with James Harden, Russell Westbrook, and Kevin Durant. The biggest – What a, what a great one. 
what a what if, dude. We might have to do a what if episode because we love them so much. Oh, the, the Alex Rodriguez one has to go on there. Alex Rodriguez is a bum. Yeah, but he wouldn't have been a bum if you wouldn't have thought that if he went to the Red Sox and won the Red Sox their first title. I would have thought that. I don't like the Red Sox either. Well, but he would have been. It would have been the feel good story. I, he beat, I he, actually dislike the Red Sox more than the Yankees. Well, yeah, that's because once they won, they turned into to douche nozzles again. Well, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But Jermaine, right, that, well, that, that brings us to it. Yeah, you go, <laughs> you go. That <laughs> was not prof- That was not professional podcasting. <laughs> That's a whole lot of thank yous at the same time. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for listening, for liking, subscribing, downloading, playing, giving feedback, burying us, telling us we're such dummies and we don't know sports. Uh, We appreciate it all. So follow us on our social medias on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast Room 303, where we post videos and tweets of crazy things that are happening, hot new sneaks. Um, Anything for the fans, Nick? Yeah, so so keep looking on that. Like I said, the NBA uh, model is is humming right now. We're producing, you know, almost daily picks right now, and uh, we we just won our first one, and and we're looking to uh, to become legit. So let us know uh, what you think of it, and and uh, hopefully we can win some money. Yeah, podcast motto still fade us, fade us, but uh, we're actually finally trying now. So. Take that with a grain of salt, but keep fading us. That's right. Um, with that being said, communicative megaphone. Alex Smith is a bum. I'm out. All right, guys. See you next week.